Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are going to be in the book of Hebrews today, and we'll be looking at some other verses of Scripture. And we're going to be talking on the subject of how God speaks to us through the veil. Amen. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your steadfast love that never fails. Great, Lord, great, great is your faithfulness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, that you haven't left us orphans. Lord, we thank you today that uh, we call you Lord. We call you Savior. And we can call you friends. So, Father, I thank you for being with us for these next few moments. Lord, as we open up the Word of God, Holy Spirit, come alongside of us to help us, both in the speaking and in the hearing. And, Lord, we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. We're going to begin in Hebrews, the very first chapter, and we're going to be reading the first three verses. Notice what Paul writes, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. So Paul is saying to us that God spoke to us, spoke to our ancestors, spoke to our spiritual fathers uh, in different many times. We we see that through the Old Testament and in many different ways. uh, He spoke to uh, God's people through the prophets but now in these last days, notice that, that Paul said in these last days. Well, he wrote the book of Hebrews almost 2,000 years ago. So we've been in the last days for the last 2,000 years. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God's time is not our time. Amen. Well, in these last days, he's spoken to us through uh, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And also, Paul said that it's God that has caused his son, put into his son's hands the responsibility for everything. And I mean everything. It's Jesus Christ uh, through uh, the Father uh, that uh, made the universe. Uh, It's through the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the, now listen to this, who is the reflection of God's glory, the exact likeness of God's being. Now, that's important for us to understand today. Amen. And the fact that Jesus holds everything together through his word. Amen. Praise God. Well, how are you and I going to hold our life together? Well, it's through the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so after he had cleansed his people from sins, from their sins, amen, through the high priesthood, Praise God. The highest position next to the Father in heaven. Praise God. Amen. That's what that's what the word is. God's after he had purged our sins. He sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. What's he's doing? Well, he ever lives to intercede for us. Praise God. 
So that's where his authority comes from. It comes from being at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, where does your authority come from? It's being raised up with Christ to sit in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Where is he seated? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So our authority and through the name of Jesus, uh, that's where our lofty seat is. It's in Christ at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. So notice what uh, Paul is saying here. Now, God spoke. He says God spoke in times past. Well, he spoke through Moses. Amen. And he spoke to Moses through the burning bush. We'll look at this in a little bit. And he also spoke to God's people through the prophets. But now in these last days, how is he speaking to us? Through the Son. Amen. Through the Word of God, through the Gospels, through the epistles. Amen. The inspired Word of God. Now, in the beginning, God spoke to man through the patriarchs. Uh, to Israel, he spoke uh, to them through Moses. But now in these last days, he's speaking to us through Jesus. So Jesus is the ultimate revelation of the will of God and of God himself. We could say it this way. He's the exact representation of God the Father. He is the express image and likeness of God the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. And we see this in verse three, that God is that uh, Jesus Christ is the reflection of God's glory. He is the exact image of God's being. Amen. Praise God. It comes from the Greek word. Really what uh, what we uh, uh, define or, or express as character. And in the Greek character means two things. It means first it's a seal. And it's also the impression of that seal and what it leaves on an official or a legal document. Amen. The impression has the exact form of the seal. So when Paul in Hebrews, writing to the Hebrews, says that Jesus was the character of the being of God, he meant that he was the exact image of God. Just when you look at the impression of that seal, you will see exactly what that uh, seal is like. So when we look at Jesus, we see exactly what God the Father is like. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, uh, and Jesus said this, if you, he told Philip, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father. Hallelujah. So what do we know about the Father? Well, we it depends upon what we know about Jesus. And the only way you and I can know about Jesus is through the Word and through the Holy Spirit that confirms the Word. Amen. So God speaks to us through uh, the veil. Now, what is the veil? Well, uh, let's just look at a passage of Scripture over in Hebrews chapter 6. Notice what it says here, now verses 17 through 19. Wherein God, willing abundantly to show the heirs of promise, the immutability, the unchanging of his counsel, of his will, and of his word, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have fled to the hope, the anchor of our being. 
which is firm and secure, entering into the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus has entered ahead of us on our behalf and stands as our great high priest. And now Hebrews 10, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Jesus told uh, the Jews when they doubted who he was, he plainly told them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. Amen. Praise God. And so that's speaking specifically of communion. When we receive communion, we receive his flesh. We receive his blood in a type. Amen. Amen. Symbolically. Well, his flesh. What is his flesh? Well, that's his word. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the father. So if we want to know Jesus, then we're going to have to fellowship with his word. Praise God. We're going to have to spend time in the word of God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So God does speak to us through the veil. Amen. Hallelujah. What would happen if the world, if God suddenly appeared to mankind, if he appeared to him on the Mount of Olives, if he revealed himself to man? Well, we know exactly what would happen. I mean, the world would change. Wars would cease. Religions would change. Think about that. Think about all of these religions that are looking for a Messiah, but they don't believe Jesus is the one until he would appear on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. Then all the laws of the land would reflect the Ten Commandments. Violence and crime would disappear. And why is that? Because mankind would know beyond a shadow of a doubt without having to believe that there is the Almighty God man would immediately recognize the accountability and the responsibility he has before God for his actions. And this will never happen, not until Jesus comes again. Now, this will happen when Jesus returns. Praise God. Hallelujah. But now for God to reveal himself plainly would have a dramatic effect upon the world but it would do two things. If Jesus came right now, it would do two things. If Jesus came now before all things were fulfilled. In other words, let me say it this way. If Jesus came prematurely just to force men to believe. Well, it would interfere with man's free will. Because God chose for these last 2000 years uh, to speak through the veil. That is through the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it would force man to believe. Well, God is not going to force anyone to believe. Amen. As a matter of fact, people wouldn't have to believe. They would know. They would see the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They wouldn't have to believe. They would, they would be forced to obey his will. Well, God's not going to do that. Amen. Right now, we're in what we call the age of grace. We're in this, uh, this time where, uh, where faith in God's word now, remember what Jesus said to Thomas. He says, now you see me, you believe. Jesus said, but blessed are those who, having not seen me, yet believe. You see, this is, the, this is the place we are 
in this world today. Amen. We believe Jesus. How do we do that? Well, we believe his word. Amen. Because God and his word are one. Now, let's look at some scriptures. Amen. Let's look at John uh, chapter 10, verse 24. Notice this. Then came the Jews around about him and said to him, how long will you make us to doubt? Notice the dispersion they're casting upon Jesus. He's saying it's your fault. We're not believing because it's your fault. Notice what they says. If you, if, if, that's the badge of doubt. That's the badge of unbelief. If you are the Christ, then tell us plainly. Well, Christ is not going to do that. Now, notice when the disciples of John came to Jesus and asked him if he was the one to come or should they look for another. Uh, you know, John sent them to find out. Uh, John was in prison now. He's, he's delaying. He thought Jesus would come and immediately reveal himself. Well, he didn't do that. So here's John. He shut up in prison for a number of months. And now he's beginning to, to doubt whether Jesus was the one to come. And he's asking him, you know, are you the one that is to come or should we look for another? Now, notice what Jesus said to the disciples of John. He said, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. Praise God. Amen. So when we're not offended by the words of Jesus, and when we say offended, we're talking about a cause to sin. If, if we're afraid to speak the word of God to people, then really what we're doing is we're offending Christ because Christ and his word are one. But if we believe the word of God and we're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, if we're bold enough to declare it to men, Amen. Even though they may rebuke us, even though they may mock us. Amen. We're honoring him. Hallelujah. By honoring the word, we're honoring Jesus. Now, listen what uh, in Mark chapter four, verse 11. Unto you, notice what Jesus is saying to his disciples. Unto you, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but not unto them. Talking about the Jews that didn't believe because of their unbelief. Amen. It was given to those who believe to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but not to those that won't believe. Now, hold on. We're going somewhere with this, okay? Matthew 17 and verses 1 through 9. Jesus is transfigured before Peter, James, and John. And afterward, Jesus says to them, when they're coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. See, there's things that God wants to reveal to us. Amen. But now he's not going to come in a physical form. He's not going to present himself so that you and I might believe. He reveals himself through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me, and you will find me when, when you seek me with all of your heart. Think about that. Think about that. Praise God. Hallelujah. So to seek Christ, 
within the veil is to seek him through his word, praise God. Because it's through his flesh that we, through Christ, have entered into the presence of God. We are now living and can live practically, amen, legally and vitally live in the presence of God. Well, how do we do that? Well, we do that through the word and we do that through praying in the Holy Spirit, through the word and through the spirit. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. That is a powerful, powerful revelation if we'll get hold of it. But now speaking of the word of God, let's look at this. Uh, it's the word of God was written by 40 men over a 1500 year period. Uh, and critics over these last several thousand years have failed to find an error or a contradiction that cannot be logically explained. Amen. A lot of people say, well, you know, the word, the, the, the Bible is contradictory. It contradicts itself. Well, the next time somebody says that, they just ask them, well, tell me where. Tell me where. And they may come up with some ideas, but uh, they can be logically explained. No, th there are no contradictions in the word of God. It's 66 books, 1,189 chapters. 31,273 verses. And all of them, each and every one of them, contain the wisdom of God from God for all the ages. Amen. So we have to ask ourselves the question, why are so many in this world, why do they not have an open vision of the word of God or of the will of God? Now, when I say open vision, uh, it's a play on words, actually what it is. It kind of refers to Eli in the days of Eli in the Old Testament when there was no open vision. God was not speaking. He was not speaking through the veil. Amen. And so it's a play on words. It's referring to uh, the spiritual state of people, amen, who uh, have no revelation of the purpose or the will of God. Not among the people, not among the priesthood, the ministers, there's no open vision. There's no revelation. Why? It's because we do not seek. Oftentimes, we do not seek the Lord with our whole heart. That's why we don't have wisdom. But when we do seek him, God will supply us with the wisdom. And this is really what we're talking about in this session. Just as the nature of the burning bush was revealed to Moses, so the nature and the character and the wisdom of God is revealed to us and it comes to us as we come into contact with the Lord Jesus Christ through his word and through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. So what do we do in order to have the wisdom of God in order to heal hear from God in dealing with the affairs of our life. Amen. What do we do to have Christ personally present in our life? Now think about this. You're in the house. Uh, the sun comes up. Beautiful day. Not a cloud in the sky. And so we step out uh, out of our house. Amen. And we step into the light and the warmth of the sun, the, the warmth of the sun. It envelops us. It bathes us. It immerses us in sunlight. So in the same manner, when we step out by faith into the sun, 
the S-O-N, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, through His Word and through the Spirit of Truth, which is the Holy Spirit, and we seek Him through the Word of God, we seek Him through prayer and communion, then we're enveloped, we're bathed, and we're immersed in the revelation and in the wisdom of God. And then we'll know. We'll know what to do and how to deal wisely in the affairs of life. We'll know how to live and what to do to please God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, over in the book of Proverbs, this verse of Scripture now, notice what it says. This is uh, uh, actually the wisdom of God talking about the seven pillars of wisdom uh, begins in in, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 8 and goes all the way through chapter 9. But notice what the first five verses, does not wisdom cry out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand beside the gates leading into the city. At the entrances, she cries aloud, To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence, gain proper conduct. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's the wisdom of God speaking out to us. So in every turn of the road in life, here's wisdom, the wisdom of God. It's standing there. The wisdom of God's calling out to us. Oh, I tell you, uh, the, you know, husbands and men that commit a horrible crime of adultery, the whole time that their mind was being uh, immersed in the thoughts of sinful behavior, wisdom was crying out. They just were not listening. Amen. Think about us when we get caught up in sin. Well, the entire time we've got caught up in sin, wisdom was speaking out to us, but we weren't listening. Notice wisdom at every turn, calling out to us, crying out, saying, before you make your decisions in life, gain an understanding, gain prudence, amen, of what God's will is concerning our life. Amen. And then we'll find out through the wisdom of God, really, that the only life that is really worth living and that is guaranteed to be fruitful is a life that is guided by the wisdom and the understanding of God. Amen. Christ speaking to us through the veil in his word and in the spirit. Amen. Now listen to this. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, notice that, to the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless to those who have knowledge. Think about that. Praise God. Hallelujah. So on every turn of the road, and and believe me, amen, I'm in my 70s now. There's been a lot of turns in that road. (laughs) Amen. A lot in every turn of the road of life. Wisdom is standing there, 
It's calling out to us. It's crying out to us. Praise God. And it's saying to us, gain understanding. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, see, wisdom is a pillar. It's a pillar of our life. And what is a pillar? Well, a pillar is a freestanding support. It's a support column. And that occupies a central, responsible position in our life. That's the word of God. That's the spirit of God. That's what God would have us and wants us to have in our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, getting back to Hebrews chapter six, you know, Paul talked about two immutable things. And these two immutable things that it is impossible for God to lie. Well, what are the two immutable things that Paul is talking about? Well, number one is God's promise. He promised Abraham. He promised Isaac and Jacob. And now through Christ, he's promising us through his word. His word, the word of God is God's promise. Amen. Praise God. But also it's his oath. He will do exactly what he said he would do. That's his oath. And it's impossible for him to lie. He cannot lie. It's impossible. Amen. Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God in him. Notice that, in him. You've got to be in Christ for this to be realized. Amen. Are you born again today? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you have Christ in your life? Well, then all the promises of God in him are yes. Every promise God, God is saying, you you have a green light. You have a ticket. Your ticket has been punched. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can get on this train and you can ride it all the way to glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And notice this. Notice what else Paul says. And in him. It's amen unto the glory of God. So for you to take the word of God, for you to act upon the word of God and allow God through the veil to speak to you, to give you revelation, to give you wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that brings glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, it's Jesus that has entered into the, the holy place as a forerunner. He's become a high priest to us forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, through our identification in him, he has connected us through union with him, vital union through him. With God himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember what uh, what uh, Jesus said to Philip. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. We're looking unto God himself. Praise God. Amen. And one day we're going to see him face to face. But right now he's speaking to us through the veil. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to see God himself within the veil into the holy holies, into the holy of holies, into God's presence. That's where we are now through Christ. Praise God.
Hallelujah. Through the veil of his flesh, through the word of God. And we'll see him plainly. We'll see him vitally. And he will speak to us. Hallelujah. He will grant us the wisdom that we need in all the affairs of life. God will do that. Why? Because he first loved us and he wants to reveal to us his love for us. But the only way you can do that is to be born again, to have the life and nature of God on the inside of you. Heavenly Father, we bless you today. We thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you for the word of God. Hallelujah. And Lord, we celebrate our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and know that he will speak to us and he will give us wisdom to deal in all the affairs of life. And we give you thanks and praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.